Let's do it. This is Buccaneers Total Access, Total Access. with head coach Bruce Arians. Caught ball at the 25, 20, 15, 10, Mike Evans, touchdown Tampa Bay. Brought to you by Advent Health. With award-winning care and a network of convenient locations, Advent Health is here to help you feel whole. Learn more at yourcareyournetwork.com. Fire the cannons. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Bruce Arians. Welcome into the Bruce Arians Show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Bruce Arians. And first of all, congratulations on that win at home. And um, I wanted to hear for you, what were the importance, what was the importance of that win? What were the things you said to the team going into it? Oh. Playoff implications, all of that. Yeah, everything. It was We needed to get back on the winning track. You know, losing two in a row uh, was not a good taste in your mouth. Uh, we, we did a great job, I thought, in our open date of getting rested and staying healthy and beating the virus. That was number one. Uh, we came in, we were rested. I thought we were very the fresher team in the fourth quarter. But again, beating, get, beating the Vikings, getting the tiebreaker on them, uh, almost ensuring a playoff spot now and uh, getting closer to ensuring one is huge for us. And what did feel different after the bye week? I know there were several things that you guys were working on with the team, emphasizing with them. What were the things that you felt like, yes, I saw a difference that I wanted to see coming off of a bye week and maybe what still wasn't quite what you'd hoped a bye week could help fix. Yeah, I, I think coming off, we we were really sharp um, offensively. We, we had another chance to have a, a no sack, no turnover, no penalty game. We had one false start late in the game that that kind of the broke game. that one. FM uh, our offensive nine. line was the outstanding. WYGM uh, Orlando, WJRR HD2 Cocoa Beach, Orlando, the and what now will be the things that you do to, to try to emphasize that again? I mean, oh, it's, is, is that sort of a thing that you're going to focus on in practice? Is that just a thing that you harp on in, in meetings? What can help fix something like a tackling thing? A little bit of both, but you're not going to go out and tackle in practice. Uh, that's just we only wear pads. If we if we wear pads, we wear pads half a practice on Wednesday. That's just the way the rules are. So uh, you just got to you got to talk about it, breaking down when you're practicing, break down. Just don't tag people. Just break down and get in good tackling positions, and uh, and we'll tackle better. And I know that in addition to the the yards after contact, which was a big part of their running game, I mean, you you knew that this Vikings team was was going to be all about starting with the run. They opened with six straight runs. I mean, we knew what a big part of their game plan Dalvin Cook is. Um, and But, of course, the, the run defense you guys have had has been your strength these last couple years, one of those strength-on-strength games. Um, but through a couple drives, they, they had more rushing yards than you guys tend to give up on an average for an entire game. So what was it about specifically – Dalvin Cook or the Vikings or their offensive line that seemed to be a little bit more effective than you guys as compared to some other teams? Yeah, I think more more of us misfitting a couple of fit, run fits, which gave them two gashers. We were not we were not in the right gap, and then just missing tackles, um, hitting them at two yards and they gained five, and little things like that, mush yards I call them. But the the big runs we were really misfitting and uh, or missed a tackle straight out. 
But a lot of that, too, was we were going to play defensively a little bit different to keep their receivers in front of us and keep our safeties back. Uh, and a five-yard run versus a 35-yard pass, I'll take it. Yeah, that's true. Um, how about the time of possession? I mean, man, especially early on, uh, the defense was out there a whole lot. Uh, there was only one offensive possession in the first quarter and just one first down, five plays. Uh, and, and their second drive of the game was, at that point, the longest uh, that you guys have allowed this season in terms of plays and time off the clock. What did you see that do to your defense and maybe even also the offense in terms of their rhythm? And then how was the team able to kind of break through that situation to be able to, to switch the momentum later on? Yeah, we missed, we missed a, a third down play to keep our drive going that, uh, you know, they busted the coverage actually. And we missed Tommy read it late and saw it that they busted the coverage because we're just trying to throw a short ball to flat to get the first down and, and miss Gronk on a corner route. Uh, but, yeah, defensively, it's just a matter of tackling and getting off the field on third down. Um, in, the, in the larger part of the game, we did, do, we did a great job of, of getting off the field. And, again, all those sacks that pushed the kicker back uh, for them and the, those missed kicks obviously were huge. Yeah, I mean, what does that do for you guys when you see a kicker struggling like that? Does that affect your game plan against a team if, if you kind of know that's happening and know what that might mean they do? I mean, they ended up going for a lot of fourth downs, I mean, I'm sure partially because of that, partially because of the game situation. But when, when you know something like that is happening to another team, how does that affect the way that you guys think about the way they're going to approach it and how you might counter it? Yeah, it does change a lot on third down. If you got third and 10 and, you know, they're going to go for it on fourth, uh, that, you know, you can't give up that five-yard play and get off the field. Uh, so it does change a lot of different things. And we knew they were going to start going for it a lot on fourth downs. And um, most of them we did a pretty good job. And uh, overall, I was really pleased with the way the whole game went. They had that big 75-yard uh, drive in the third quarter, eight minutes long, you know, ends up in the, in the touchdown and two-point conversion by them. Um, I know that, you know, even though there weren't times you were getting them off the field as often as you wanted, you were definitely making them work for it, for sure, that those, those drives they were putting together were not these huge chunk plays or, or real easy on their part. So what, what kind of caused that drive to, to work for them? And, and overall, just how would you rate the way the defense was able to, even on those long drives, make them work for it. Yeah, that just continued to make them make them nickel and dime it and uh, throw it in front of you, tackle them. Uh, we missed again. We missed some short. They threw some short passes. We missed tackles. Uh, and like I said, negatively, the only thing I say about our defense was we missed too many tackles. But you know that that drive was about the only one because we had taken offensively and scored. I, th- I want to say thirteen points in a matter of five minutes between the end of the first half. And to start the second half, so we had a good we had a good lead going into that drive. Yeah, the, in the second quarter, uh, the Vikings were at the at the point where you know outgaining the Bucks uh, 188 to 98. But then there was this run where you guys were outgaining them 141 to three. What would you say the biggest shift was? And and I know that fast starts is something you guys have been preaching uh, for a while now. So what is it that you see that it, it continues to be a bit of a problem? But then the ability you guys have to flip that switch to be able to come back from a slow start. Yeah, I mean, it's always third down. It's, you know, we were in manageable third downs. We didn't, we didn't hit them um, the first two. So other than that, and we had a big play to Scotty, and that play wasn't even designed to go to Scotty. He was like the fifth option. Uh, but Tom did a, and a great protection by the offensive line to let Tom uh, have that much time to decipher where, where they were going. Because, again, it was, try, it was designed for a short pass or an intermediate pass, and, and the safety bit it. So, Tom threw a great ball, and Scotty went and got it, and that kind of jump-started everything on the sideline. 
Casey Phelps here with head coach Bruce Arians. Uh, the six sacks by the Bucks defense. I mean, any game that you're going to have six sacks, you're probably going to feel pretty good about that. But it seemed like these came at particularly incredible times, third downs or specifically where they were on the field to be able to knock them out of field goal range. What did those sacks do for the game overall? Now looking back, especially to be able to see those momentum shifts. Oh, they were huge. Most of them, like you said, were on third down and, and pushed the kicker back into, you know, a 54 and I think a 46, somewhere in that range, and he missed both of them. But uh, every time that we got great pressure, we we got him on the ground. Kirk Cousins is not an easy guy to get on the ground, and uh, he did a great job in the first half of scrambling and ran a quarterback draw, uh, some other things uh, when we were in man coverage. But uh, those sacks, to me, that was the ball game defensively. Uh, especially the last one when, when when JPP took the ball away. Yeah, that one was pretty incredible. I'm not even sure what they can put that down for on the stat sheet. It was sort of a sack, sort of a fumble, sort of an interception, just basically took it right off a of cousin's hand. Um, take us through that play in particular and, and, yeah, and the significance of it at that time of the game. Well, I got Pat O'Connor. My hat's off to Pat O'Connor because he's one of those guys that just works, works, works. And he got in there and he was getting great pressure. Uh, he got a sack, but he was getting great pressure, kind of pushed him, and then JPP looped around and uh, and and got to sack and, and did a great job of just taking the ball right away from him. But uh, same with Shaq, um, working some games with the D line. They they really were in tune together on their games this week. And Casey Rogers did a great job of of gaming them up and and the guys getting to the quarterback. Yeah, Pat O'Connor. That was his first uh, career sack that he was able to get. Um, can you tell us a little bit about his particular sack and then um, the role that he's been asked to play this year and, and maybe even helping fill in for for Vita Vea? Yeah, again, his, his role has changed since Vita's injury, and uh, he's he's up every week. And Will got dinged up a little bit in the fourth quarter, and he was the freshest body to put in. And and man, did he do a great job with his opportunity. And that's what you talk to these young guys all the time. You never know when your name's going to get called, so make sure you're ready. And Pat was more than ready. And I noticed that you guys kept Shaq a little bit more rushing from the right side, similar to the adjustment that seemed to be made last week. And it seemed like last week you mentioned it was a little more specific to the matchups. Um, was it a similar thing in this game, or is it more of a realization that between last game and this game, uh, Shaq, Shaq seems to be doing pretty well from that right side when he had two, two sacks against the Vikings? Yeah, I think some of it's matchups, some of it's formations, what side or outside backers go to. And uh, But Shaq, Shaq did a great job. And, and once you – once you get a guy and you got him going, leave him there and keep him going. That's a good point. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Namakin Sue also added one. I mean, there's just so many ones to add here. So t- tell us a little bit about Sue's play in that game in particular. And I know it seemed like he was close on a few other plays as well, that he could have been like Shaq and had a multi-sack game. He was pretty close. Yeah, he really could. He had his hands on him two or three times, just couldn't get him down. I don't know if he had grease on his jersey or what, but it looked like it. But uh, Sue had a great game, one of his best games since he's been here and and got a game ball for that game. And uh, it just hit relentless up the middle and uh, got called for an offside penalty that he wasn't even close to being offside, which led to – we were off the field on that drive too. So, uh, But Sue has been playing great. And Antoine Winfield Jr., another one of those sacks, and plus added a, approximately a billion tackles, it looked like, on the stat sheet. Um, and doing it against his dad's old team, the team he grew up rooting for. Uh, what did you see from his play, and, and did you know that this was going to be a game that maybe meant a little bit more to him? Oh, yeah, you could see it in practice. It was a special game for him growing up in that locker room and, and, and being a Viking for most of his life uh, as a fan and, and watching his dad play. But uh, Antoine never ceases to amaze me. He's, he's so prepared and ready. 
he got a great blitz off the edge, and uh, I was shocked we didn't get that ball. He knocked the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hand, and, and we didn't recover. It bounces right back to Kirk. But it was a great play, a big play in the game for us. And I know uh, switching to the offensive side of things, uh, there was the decision to have Leonard Fournette inactive and Keyshawn Vaughn available and going to LaShawn McCoy a little bit more. Take us through those decisions and, and what led to that this particular game and, and how you feel like those adjustments worked. Yeah, it was, uh, Keyshawn's looked great in practice. And, uh, you know, we wanted to get Shady back involved more in third down. And then Keyshawn also can play special teams. So it helps us on special teams and also gives us depth at running back. Leonard's been playing good. He's been doing everything. We love, we love him. Uh, it was just one of those decisions I had to make that uh, sometimes we can't dress everybody. And uh, so it was, a, it was a hard decision, but Shady really uh, made me look good in the way he played. And LaShawn McCoy definitely seemed to take advantage of uh, his bigger role. He had uh, four carries for 32 yards, basically all kind of in a row right there in a pretty clutch time of the game. Um, take us through those runs and, and that time of the game and, and what that contribution ended up meaning in the grand scheme of things. It's really when, when Roe might have broke his finger. So it was like Shady's in. He's in on third down. He makes a great run. We were going to get Keyshawn back in, but we, you know, we leave him in. He's hot. So uh, we always believe in having a hot hand, keep the ball in his hands. So, um, yeah, Shady did a great job on the, on the next one um, and really was a key part of that drive going down for the touchdown. Yeah, and, and tell us about Rojo's uh, game overall and the fact that now, of course, we're finding out that he was even a little bit banged up uh, in the middle of it. So just take us through how you felt like he played and, and especially knowing that, that there was a little bit of a injury situation even in the middle of the game. Yeah, he played outstanding. Uh, ran the ball well, caught the ball well, pass protection was good. He seemed to have broken his pinky finger on his left hand somewhere in the ball game when he fell uh, and uh, kind of like Chris Godwin caught it in the ground. And uh, so we'll wait and see what's happening with that, whether you put a pin in it or, or if he can play with it without a pin. And, uh, but Rojo's been playing at a really, really high level. Yeah, and uh, tell us about the play that resulted in his uh, touchdown and, and how important that was at that point in the game and what led to that. Yeah, again, we, we, you know, we scored a touchdown, we stop him, we get a field goal on the last play of the half, so uh, then score the first drive. It was a 17-point swing in a matter of five or six minutes. And, uh, but again, we got in a roll on offense and – uh, Cam Brayton and, and Gronk did a great job on the right side and, and Anthony O'Claire and Rojo just went to, back to his track days and did a, a broad jump and just leaped over the whole top. Yeah, speaking of uh, track people, Scotty Miller, I mean, we, we briefly talked about this earlier, but his touchdown in the second quarter, I mean, it ties his longest catch of his career. Um, it was the longest offensive touchdown of the season so far, longest touchdown reception of the season. That 48 yarder was pretty incredible. Um, tell us about that play and, and what worked so well. Yeah, really the pass protection was the whole play because again, it was, it was designed to go into the flat to, to LaShawn or, or to Chris Godwin and, um, and then Gronk. So it was the fourth option and the safety kind of bit down on Tom's eyes and Tom saw it and just threw a beautiful ball, but he had never gotten that ball off. It wasn't such great protection by the offensive line. And yeah, I mean, Brady now 30 touchdown passes on the season, which puts him at second all time in the Bucks franchise for a season. I mean, even with the learning curve and the new offense and the new weapons, you know, we've heard so much all season about how this is going to take time and the, and the growing pains and all of that. So to realize that he's still already second all time for a season in the Bucks franchise for, for touchdown passes with, with several games still to go. What does that tell you about him and, and this offense and what it's been able to accomplish and its potential? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, it's a credit to him. Uh, it's a credit to the coaches. 
Um, he's having a heck of a year. I know everybody, I think everybody must have expected 100 touchdowns and 10,000 yards passing, but he's having a really solid year. And uh, it, it, it proves that, uh, you know, I think we're going to be a team to be reckoned with as we continue to grow and, 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 and come down December. And a couple of uh, the other plays with some of those amazing weapons that he's been throwing a lot of touchdowns to. We had a, a great sideline catch for Mike Evans, sets up uh, the Gronk touchdown. Uh, tell us about those two plays and, and the performance of both Mike Evans and Gronk in that game. Yeah, that was another great ball by Tom. I mean, we had Chris, Chris Guy when they were in a two-deep look, and Chris was just burning down the middle. And, and I thought Tom was throwing it to him, and he saw Harrison Smith turn that way and just threw a dime right to Mike. Mike jumped up, made a big-time catch. Uh, and then, again, the goal line touchdown to Gronk was uh, exactly right off the running play that way he run when Rojo jumped over, and uh, good call by Byron. Uh, we're going to get into this Atlanta Falcons game. But first, I wanted to hear about your My Cause, My Cleats. You got to participate in that on Sunday against the Vikings. Uh, you had some pretty swaggy shoes, which, of course, we've come to expect nothing less from you at this point. But uh, tell us about the cause that they featured. Yeah, it was it's Court Appointed Special Advocates at Guardian Litems, uh CASA. It's for children who are in the, the court system, uh, either through abuse or neglect. And uh, we try to train as many CASAs. That's the voice for the children and a kid's voice, um, as many as we can. And have, my wife was one for 18 years, and, and we have done this for a long time. So it's, it's huge. We're going to auction those cleats off and the hat that I wore in the ballgame. That is awesome. Thank you guys so much for the work you do in that area. Definitely tell your wife thank you from all of us as well. Um, looking at this Atlanta game, I mean, the Falcons, man, they're a team that has gone through a lot this year. There's been some ups and downs, and uh, it seems like some growth here. And I wanted to hear where you've seen them in terms of the progression they've made, uh, Raheem Morris taking over and the job he's done, and how this Falcons team is a little different to face now as compared to earlier in the year. It's a very, very talented football team. And again, I, th I think since Raheem has taken over, you, you see – uh, I think they're playing a lot harder. Uh, they're playing for him. He's, you know, he coached both on the offense and the defense. So he's got good relationships with all the players on the team. And and the, and you know, Raheem's a heck of a football coach, and and he, he he relates to his players so well. They're playing really, really hard offensively. You know, they've got great weapons: Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and of course Matt Ryan. I think is still one of the best quarterbacks around. Defensively, Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones. Canoe Neal, they, they've got a solid middle defense. And uh, they've, they've got really, really close. They've lost some really, really close games. They could easily be one of the top teams in the league. And then how interesting is it to play them twice in three weeks? I mean, that is such a weird situation to have. How does that affect the way maybe you guys try to game plan, knowing you'll face them twice so close together? Yeah, really, it's just all about win the first one. Win, win the first one, and I'll see what happens for the second one. But for us right now, it's just stacking wins together, and uh, we really can't worry about the next one when we play them. Coach, appreciate your time. Congrats on that win, and good luck in Atlanta. Thank you. This is Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians brought to you by Advent Health. We will be right back with offensive line coach Joe Gilbert. So don't go anywhere. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Life is a journey filled with small steps and giant victories. So when you need emergency care, preventative care, virtual care, or specialized care, care that is life-saving or life-changing, Advent Health is here with nationally recognized care and a connected network of convenient locations. We're here to help you feel whole. Advent Health is the exclusive hospital of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Find care at yourcareyournetwork.com. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. 
And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It is 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Falcons this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at 1030, kickoff at 1 p.m. on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. 25 years. Huh, that's a quarter century. Or 300 months. Or 9,125 days. Or 175 years your dog now for something to be around that long that's impressive and that's what chevron with tecron is impressive because it delivers unbeatable cleaning power and unbeatable gas mileage plus as always tecron is in every grade every gallon chevron with tecron celebrating 25 years of clean care for your car more people at home during the day means more energy is being used and that can mean a higher utility bill That's why Tampa Electric offers a free phone energy audit for all our customers. Our energy experts can help you quickly and easily identify which of your appliances are using the most energy and give you tips to help you save, putting you on the path to a more energy and cost-efficient home. Visit tampaelectric.com slash energy audit or call 813-275-3909 to get your free energy audit today. Hi, I'm attorney Robert Rubenstein, and this is Rubenstein's Rules for Personal Injury. Rule number one, get an attorney. When you or a loved one have been injured by another's negligence, an experienced attorney can make a huge difference. At Rubenstein Law, we will find all the insurance, make sure your injuries are documented, and work to get you the best result. While each case is different, a well-known insurance company's own study show people with a lawyer, on average, got more money. Call Rubenstein Law at 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Offices in Tampa and throughout Florida. Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. Now more with head coach Bruce Arians and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. We had head coach Bruce Arians with us the first half of the show, and now I am so excited to be joined by offensive line coach Joe Gilbert. Coach, thanks for being with us. Casey, thanks for having me. Um, and man, first of all, congrats on that win against the Vikings. That was a big one. Uh, I guess we can just start with overall how you felt like your guys did in that game run past the the whole picture. Uh, you know, I thought the guys overall, including the tight ends, you know, we met with them today and watched uh, watched the tape, thought they played fairly well, you know. Um, obviously, there's always room for improvement as a coach. You always, you know, but overall, the guys played well, um, really efficient. We, you know, we were close to, I think, 52% efficient in the run game. Um, no quarterback sacks, you know, time got hit a couple times, which I know, you know, a couple of them could have been avoided, but, uh, overall I thought the guys, you know, effort was great. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I thought they, we gave us an opportunity to win. Yeah. I mean, you guys are now, uh, have the second most games in the league this season without allowing a sack. It's you guys are at five games at that point. How cool is that to hear that that base that puts you just right there at the top of the league? Uh, that that's great. I, I had no idea, you know, as a coach, you put your head down and, you know, last night you, you enjoy the win for a few hours and you move on to the next one, you know? Um, but it, it, that's great to hear, you know, obviously we got a tremendous quarterback in, in Tom and, 
you know, everything we can do to try to keep him upright at the end of the day is our goal. And um, so the more we do that, the better chance we have of, you know, being successful as an offense. Yeah. And I know a, a big part of, of that this year was, was going to be your, your new addition when you guys were drafting Tristan Wirfs. I just wanted to hear from you the, the whole process of when you, when he was first on your radar and as you guys were making your decisions and even deciding to trade up for him, when, when you knew he was someone that was special enough to, to do what it was going to take to get him on this team. You know, it was, uh, when we went through it, there was probably, I would say, I'm trying to count now. I think there was four, um, offensive linemen, four slash five that we felt that were, you know, uh, basically first round picks, you know, the guys that could come in, um, and help us, you know, immediately. Um, and that was the plan. Um, and Tristan obviously was one of those guys right at the top of the pile. Um, as tackles are a commodity in this league, you know, they started coming off the board pretty quick and, um, and it just a credit to, to Jason and, and BA for those guys to be able to make the move they did and go up one spot and just kind of making sure that we secured, you know, getting Tristan and, and um, so that's kind of how that unfolded, um, you know, through the whole process of the evaluation process with him. Um, I don't think at one time there was any question about his ability. You know, you go through and you, you check all the boxes on him. Um, he's a great kid. We knew that, um, you know, and uh, come from a, a great mom. And, you know, so from off the field stuff, there was really nothing um, you know, he comes from a great program, Iowa, you know, they do a great job of coaching their offensive linemen. So, I mean, um, so that was another box that we're like, Hey, that's another positive toward him. Um, so I think there was a lot of things that, that were right for us with him. Um, and then just the way the board unfolded, you know, and that's one thing that people don't realize you, you have really no control over that. You know, you kind of let the thing start kind of trickling down as the, the draft starts. And, and then we knew we had to get somebody. And like I said, it was just a credit to, to Jason and BA to go up and get them. And, um, and then, you know, uh, part of not having the off season is, was a big deal for Tristan. I think from the standpoint that, you know, we had to do everything through zoom, you know, meetings, you know, you really, there's, you can't do anything from a physical standpoint, you know, besides, you know, Anthony sending them uh probably sending them a weight program and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, that part was kind of uh, Oh boy, where's he going to be when he gets here type deal. And um, you know, a lot of that goes credit to him because he's worked his tail off as far as preparing himself. You know, we had to make some adjustments with his technique and his stance a little bit. And um, he's just a great kid in the sense of, I say kid, a young man, um, as far as, taking coaching, you know, um, it's nothing is, you know, he doesn't take anything personal. He knows it's just about trying to get him better, uh, as a player, which he knows if he's better, he's going to help us be better. Um, and so it's been a real pleasure as far as that goes and, you know, credit to him. He's, he's done a really solid job of taking it all in and, and being able to play at a pretty damn high level, um, with, with no off season, you know, uh, very short, limited, you know, uh, fall camp, um, and then to fall right into the season and kind of take off and where he's at right now has been really a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable what some of these rookies, him and guys like Antoine Winfield, how, how quickly they've been ready with such a weird off season. And 
Yeah. Did you see that going against guys like Shaq and JPP in practice really helped speed Tristan along after missing so much normal time? Oh, there's no question. I mean, when you're going against those caliber of guys, when it comes down to pass rush and, and that, um, you know, you, you get in, uh, uh, in doctrine pretty quick. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, kind of learned under, under the fire a little bit. You know, it's no, hey, taking baby steps, buddy, you're, you're in there, you're getting every rep so we can try to get you ready, good, bad, or ugly. It, it's let's go, you know? And, uh, and like I said, he's been up for the challenge every day. Um, and, uh, he, he's just, uh, comes in with a smile on his face. He works hard. Um, you know, and it's, it's been really, really positive. He, I've heard so much about what a good guy he is and that he is always smiling. And, um, I've, is he, do you ever feel like he's too nice or does he need the mean streak? Is he good enough and physical enough that it's okay? I always think that's funny that we sort of have this expectation that linemen should be mean, but you have a lot of really nice guys on your line that still seem to get it done really well. Yeah. And I think part of it is, uh, you know, like Tristan says, is, Hey, I can be a nice guy off the field. I just got to be, you know, that uh, different guy on the field, you know, and uh, he plays physical. He plays to get after it. Um, and he's smart. He, he, you know, he plays in between, you know, between the lines um, with, without getting penalties, without doing stupid stuff to hurt the team. Um, so those are all positive. And when you watch his physicality, um, whether it's in the run game or, or or in pass protection, you know, there's no evidence of him being uh, not nasty enough. That's for sure. You know, um, obviously he's got things to work on. Don't get me wrong. Um, and he knows that. Um, but again, every player does, you know, and uh, and I think that's the part that, you know, as long as he keeps looking to develop and improve every single day, every practice, every game, you know, that's why there's guys like Tom Brady that, you know, um, because, you know, Tom's never, you, you know, being around him, it's just kind of neat to see how he's never satisfied with his own performance. And if you're that type of guy, you're going to continue to push yourself to get better. And hopefully Tristan will learn from someone like that and continue to grow his own game. And I think if guys like that take that kind of mentality, they got a chance to be really good. We're talking offensive line coach, Joe Gilbert. Um, you, of course, you mentioned every player has things to work on. What are those things with Tristan that you are working on with him and, and the things that you feel like could get him to his ceiling to get him to, to maximize his potential. You know, he's, um, he's got to work on some second level stuff. Um, when he, you know, off the line of scrimmage, getting to the second level with linebackers, um, he's got to use his hands a little bit better, um, overall in a run game. Uh, he still has a tendency to kind of hit a lot with his shoulders and doesn't really lock on with his hands as much as he could. Um, a little bit of, uh, you know, I keep telling him in the off season, I'm going to have him carry around 50 pound sandbags. So he plays on his insteps of his feet and not up on his toes at times. And, and he knows he does it, you know, it's just something that, you know, again, with not having the off season, you know, you kind of with a, with a young kid like that, that comes in, you know, you kind of start seeing things that he doesn't do right, or you got to improve on. And it's hard to really tackle a thousand things during the middle of the season. You know, um, he is a, you know, early on, he, you just want to make sure he's going in the right direction, <laughs> you know, knowing the plays, let alone saying, Hey, you want to throw a thousand things at him and then his head spinning and all that. So you got to be careful that you don't overdo it. I think with a young guy, 
um, that he's thinking too much because then he's not going to play fast. And and so I think the the thing, the way I looked at it is, okay, what are the glaring things that we have to address that in order, you know, pass protection, staying square, adjusting his stance a little bit so that he wouldn't open up, you know, those things that were, we had to get fixed immediately. And then the other things are things, hey, listen, you know, we keep trying to do the best we can during practice right now. And as the off season rolls around next year and he'll know before he leaves that, hey, and he knows now um, what are the things he needs to work on. And that's what he can address in the off season. And, and then whatever happens with us in the spring, we, we get a chance to try to do the same thing. So, of course, we know all those things about the challenges of, of a rookie with this 2020 offseason. But how about the rest of your position group? What were the things that missing so much offseason time and having to do everything over Zoom? I've been, in, I've been interested hearing each position group, what were the most challenging aspects of that and the way that it affected what you guys typically do? Well, I, I think the biggest thing for when you, you're working with older guys is you're always trying to – they're going to understand the scheme and, and you know um, – our plays and that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, you go through the install again. So as refreshers, they kind of hear it all that part. I, to me, the biggest thing that was is hard is when you really want to work with guys technique wise. You know, um, whether it's their footwork, whether it's their stance, um, any of that kind of stuff. I think is the part that you really missed out on this spring. You know, um, uh, you know, one of the things I try to do with uh, with Donovan is we worked on changing his stance and. You know, one of them was we had to sit down and watch these, you know, a certain plays, cut-ups that I did on them, um, and then sit there. And instead of trying to work with them in person, you're trying to talk to them over like we are now. <laughs> and, and it's just not the same, you know. And um, and then all of a sudden when you get back here, you know, it was, hey, we're in camp. We got to go, you know. And so part of, I think, him changing some things in the offseason, I'm using him as an example you know, it's taken a little bit for a while at the beginning of the season until he got comfortable with the with the changes, you know, um, of what he was trying to adjust because, you know, obviously you show him, hey, on tape from last season, this is what you were doing. This is the problems you were having with it. I don't see it being fixed unless you adjust this and and then, um, you know, you try to do it over Zoom is not is just not the same. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I, I definitely can relate on the Zoom front for sure. I think we all can. <laughs> All right, well, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive line coach Joe Gilbert, brought to you by Advent Health. We'll be right back. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. We're live with Santa Claus ahead of the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. How can you deliver so many gifts in one night? Holiday magic, and the Winter Event helps, too. I'm seeing a lot of Mercedes-Benz on people's lists. They sure are making some magic over at their workshop. Uh, Would you sign my daughter's stocking? Sure. What's her name? Oh, uh, just make it out to Ted. The Mercedes-Benz Winter Event is back with great offers on the enhanced GLA, the sporty C-Class, and the aerodynamically designed GLE. Lease the 2021 GLA 250 SUV for just $379 a month for 36 months with $3,843 due at signing. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event today. Mercedes-Benz. Monthly lease payment is available only to qualified customers exclusively through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services at participating dealers through January 4th, 2021. Lease offer excludes formatic models and optional equipment described. Call 1-800-344-8736 for details about costs and terms. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Eurocars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Mercedes-Benz of Clearwater, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel, or online at suncoastmercedesbenz.com. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. 
And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It is 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Falcons this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at 1030. Kickoff at 1 p.m. on 98 Rock where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Earn your nursing or healthcare degree online in a way that works for you. At Rasmussen College, you can start strong with programs built online by design, with a campus nearby to support you. As the number one educator of RNs in Florida, we prepare you for success before and after graduation. Rasmussen College, proud partner of the Buccaneers Radio Network. Three Tampa campuses and online nationally. Start strong, finish stronger at rasmussen.edu. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health with head coach Bruce Arians and Bucks insider Casey Phillips. Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. We are here with offensive line coach Joe Gilbert. Uh, in the first segment, we talked a lot about Tristan Wirfs. Wanted to start uh, moving down the line. So, so Alex Kappa, what, tell me what you've seen uh, in, in terms of his growth, his performance this season, and, and where, where you've just seen him progress since you joined the team. Uh, I... I look back at cap from the first time I watched him on film when we got here and we had to evaluate all the current players, you know, and I look at back from then till now and it's night and day Um, just from a physicality standpoint, his aggressiveness, obviously he's improved from a technique standpoint from where he was till now. So I think that cap has really done a great job, um, you know, uh, working, you know, trying to improve his technique. He's, you know, he's a guy that I think does a really good job of evaluating himself. Um, and he looks at the things that he does well. He looks at the things um, that he knows he has to improve on. He sees it and he does a great job of working at it, you know. Um, and, and like any player, it's not always perfect. Um, it's never going to be. But he's a guy that I think does a really good job of, of self-evaluating and has done a great job of moving the needle to the positive side with his game. Looking at him and Allie, both these these two guys that came from such small schools and are having such success, explain as you have evaluated a million offensive linemen over the course of your career, how incredible it is for them to come from those D3 schools. Well, I, I played Division Three, so um, so I kind of have a perspective, you know, so, you know, understanding where they're coming from, the level of competition, and then for them to take this jump from that to this people have no idea how big a jump that is. You know, I think when you're, you know, you're leaving the SEC and you're coming to the NFL, you know, yeah, yeah you're playing against the best there is in the country. So I think the the jump, um, SEC, Big Ten, Power Five schools, you know, it's a little bit, obviously a little different. The speed is obviously still better and the competition is everybody's good. Um, but that jump is amazing. And I think that, like, uh, you know, I, I the one thing I think with college football in general, 
Um, it just takes guys a little bit, especially offensive linemen. You know, unless you're a first round, basically a first, maybe a second round draft pick, there's a there's a learning curve. And that learning curve for Cap and Alley was even more so just because of the level that they came from. Um, you know, the amount of time that guys are, you know, you're not that 20 hour rule in, in division three, you know, you're going to be to school for academic purposes. You know, the, the percent of guys making it to the NFL out of there is, is a hell of a lot less than 1%, you know? Um, so, you know, I think that, uh, their exposure to, you know, X's and O's to technique to the whole nine yards. And I went and worked Allie out. I remember going and, you know, putting Allie on the board and he had had at that point just one other offensive line coach came in and put him on a board and said, hey, draw up some plays just to see where he was knowledge-wise. And you talk about a, a, a guy that was green. I mean, he, you know, he was like – well, coach, to be honest with you, this is a lot better than my first one, you know, and it was like, oh, you know, he's got <laughs> the learning curve is going to be pretty big there, you know, but um, to see him now and, you know, from that day when I went to Hobart College to work him out um, is is unbelievable, you know, uh, it's 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 really incredible to see it. And, and I'm sure cap was, you know, it's the same learning curve, you know, and, and I believe, you know, cap's going on his third year now and, and uh, just to see his size, his strength, his physicality from watching that first year on tape till now, um, you know, it, it's uh, those two guys have, have done an unbelievable job. That is really incredible. Uh, we're talking offensive line coach, Joe Gilbert. And, do you feel like Allie was on pace for a Pro Bowl season before he had to miss some time with some injuries? Allie, Allie was playing extremely well. Um, he was coming out of camp, I thought, healthy. He was uh, using his hands as well as he had been, you know, um, after having some injury issues last year. Um, so it was just unfortunate that, you know, dealing with a concussion there for a couple of weeks, it kind of put, you know, um, he had to miss some time um, because he was playing at an extremely high level. I think he was playing very confident. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, he went through that. And, and I think, you know, um, and it's like anybody, you know, it, it's hard to um, to go out and play when you miss time or you don't practice. And it takes time to get back into that rhythm. And I think this week you could see a definite improvement from the Kansas City game to this one of him getting back to where he was before he had the the concussion. What did uh, his absence do to the line when he was out? That the way you guys had to shuffle people around. How did you feel like they stepped up in in his wake? And and maybe what did it even say about his value to the line when he was out of the lineup, being really reliable and in there a lot, and not having to to shuffle guys around as much as maybe some other teams. Well, and that, that's a big thing, Casey, because. The, the continuity of those five guys up front, you know, it, they, the play gets called in the huddle and they know what the play is. They don't have to get up there and make a call, you know, cause obviously the defensive lineman, they pick up on that stuff. So, you know, if the communication between two guys that, you know, Donovan and Allie being next to each other, you know, uh, cap and Tristan, they get to the point where they're comfortable, they're comfortable with each other. They know the play. They don't have to say anything. They know what they're about to do. And then all of a sudden you lose a part of that, you know, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Donovan's playing with somebody else at guard and, and the communication isn't the same. 
Um, the expert, you know, hey, I, well, uh, Allie knew I was going to do that, but he doesn't. So all that stuff goes hand in hand. So there's no question that, you know, the continuity of when you're juggling guys around and just trying to find the guy, the right guy to go in and fill that in. And, you know, we had Joe Haig went in and, and, and played, you know, as, as hard as he could and gave us a great uh, effort at guard the one. And then we said, hey, well, we're going to go with AQ at center, move Ryan over there and those guys and, you know, um, and just trying to find the right mix to, to keep the thing pieced together till you get everybody back. And um, knock on wood, we got Allie back. We've got everybody back at this point. And, um, you know, hopefully now we can kind of make a run here in the next few weeks and keep everybody healthy and build that, that confidence, you know, hopefully knock on wood heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and we've seen definitely the, the Allie Donovan dynamic over there on that side of them getting to play alongside each other and how much they're able to help each other, it seems like. And um, I just wanted to hear a little bit, especially about Donovan and, and where his progress has been and, you know, what we saw of when Allie was next to him without Allie and, and just where you've seen him grow and, and still want to see him grow and progress. You know, I, I think Donovan's uh, play has been definitely better this year than it was last year. Um, I think he's he's played better. He's played uh, more consistent. I do think that there are times where, um, you know, Donnie's a very talented guy, very athletic. Um, I think he's got a, a spot where he he uh, he'll he'll drift off uh, once in a while, and, and when he does that, you know, he gets himself into trouble, and he doesn't perform as well as he does. And it's amazing, you know, one snap it'll be, and then all of a sudden, you know, four snaps later it'll be the same look, and he it won't be the same the same outcome. You know, and uh, it's not from a lack of ability. I think it's, you know, he's just got to make sure that he stays locked in every single play. And we talk about that all the time with him. And I think when he does, because he's physical, um, he is a, uh, a strong physical guy. He can finish. Um, it's just, um, I think that just that I would say if there was one thing, just a consistency, you know, of with him and, uh, you know, instead of the, the, the handful of plays that might lack during the course of a game of him eliminating those handful of plays. And then, um, at that point, his game will really be at the next level. And what is Tom Brady being behind center done in terms of y'all's game plan for blocking and then just what Brady kind of wants or needs or expects from his offensive line in that standpoint as, as maybe compared to some other quarterbacks? Uh, I, I just think that Tom brings a, a level of um, expectation for those guys that, you know, um, not saying they didn't have that with Jameis, but I think it's just when you're playing with one of the, per se, the greatest player of all time, um, I don't care whether you're, you know, as a player, I, I'm sure they're going out there to say, hey, you know what, I'm not letting this guy down. And, um, and, and Tom is as hard on himself as he is on the guys around him. So, you know, um, and I don't know any quarterback who likes to get hit. I mean, let's be real. I mean, you know, um, so, you know, when he's back there, he's as hard on himself when he misses a throw as he's on the guys when they miss a block, you know, and, um, and so that you got you to gotta respect a guy like that. And I think, you know, with his success that he's had over his career, you know, it brings that automatic um, anticipation that, hey, we got to step our game up, you know, um, for him. And, uh, and that was, it's not by saying anything, it's just out of ultimate respect for what he has done in this league and, and what he brought by signing here with the Bucks. 
I think one of my favorite stories I've heard so far about this is when he was teaching Ryan Jensen about the need for the butt towel. You know, we can't have the butt sweat. <laughs> and I thought, man, this is a guy that has attention to detail down. Uh, what, yeah. When did you learn about this, uh, about this desire? Oh, I heard about it when they were, when we were still like not in the building during this, you know, I kind of heard that, hey, you know, Tom likes to have this towel in there with this powder and the whole thing. And I'm like, I can't wait to see how this thing works. And uh, these guys come out and it's funnier in hell because it looks like they got a diaper on. I mean, it's, uh, you know, but um, that's, they've gotten used to it. And, um, and it's, you know, about trying to keep his hands dry and, you know, have a feel for the football when he goes to throw. And, you know, so I completely understand. So it's, it's, uh, um, I think it was a little bit of an adjustment now. It's like no big deal, but it is, it is funny. Yeah. The goat tells you to wear something that looks like a diaper. You wear something that looks like a diaper. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> Great. All right. We still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health with offensive line coach Joe Gilbert. So don't go anywhere. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. The holidays are full of tradition, but it's time they got a little update. In a brand new Hyundai filled with all the latest technology. And now during Hyundai holidays, you'll find big holiday savings on every new Hyundai. Hyundai holidays. Now get 0% APR for 72 months on the 2020 Santa Fe or 2021 Tucson. Or up to 4250 cash back on the Santa Fe. Hyundai is a proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Offers end 1421. Call 813-867-0006 for details. Life is a journey filled with small steps and giant victories. So when you need emergency care, preventative care, virtual care, or specialized care, care that is life-saving or life-changing, Advent Health is here with nationally recognized care and a connected network of convenient locations. We're here to help you feel whole. Advent Health is the exclusive hospital of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Find care at yourcareyournetwork.com. We're live with Santa Claus ahead of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. How can you deliver so many gifts in one night? Holiday magic. And the winter event helps, too. I'm seeing a lot of Mercedes-Benz on people's lists. They sure are making some magic over at their workshop. Uh, Would you sign my daughter's stocking? Sure. What's her name? Oh, uh, just make it out to Ted. The Mercedes-Benz winter event is back with great offers on the enhanced GLA, the sporty C-Class, and the aerodynamically designed GLE. Lease the 2021 GLA 250 SUV for just $379 a month for 36 months with $3,843 due at signing. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz winter event today. Mercedes-Benz. Monthly lease payment is available only to qualified customers exclusively through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services at participating dealers through January 4th, 2021. Lease offer excludes formatic models and optional equipment described. Call 1-800-344-8736 for details about costs and terms. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Eurocars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Mercedes-Benz of Clearwater, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel. Or online at suncoastmercedesbenz.com. At Johns Hopkins All Children's, we are ready to care for your kids. Set up to make and keep them well and going the extra mile to help them thrive. Johns Hopkins All Children's. A healthy future starts now. Hi, I'm David Moss from Moss Nissan, where we have three good locations to better serve you. And I hope you're enjoying the coach's show. At Moss Nissan, we know you have many choices when it comes to purchasing your next new or quality pre-owned vehicle, such as where to buy, what to buy, and who to buy from. That's why at Moss Nissan, our goal is to never lose your business over price with our best deal guarantee. That's right, our best deal guarantee. Moss Nissan, three great locations, 
Moss Nissan, choose wisely. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians now continues. Brought to you by Advent Health. We are here with offensive line coach Joe Gilbert. Uh, we started talking about Ryan Jensen before the break. Of course, we were talking specifically about the nice butt towel edition that Brady has requested of him. How about we talk about his actual play so far? Uh, take us through a little bit of Ryan Jensen in terms of both his blocking and his snapping this year and how you feel like he's been performing. <clears throat> There's never an issue with Ryan as far as the snaps and that kind of thing with with that. I mean, he's he's fine with that. I think Ryan Ryan is a physical football player. You know, he is uh, he gets after it. He's uh, I don't know if we've uh, ever stayed around a guy that gets more uh, referees come up and talk to him before the game than before we do quarterback center exchange. I mean, it's like every umpire referee come up and say, Hey, you're going to, you're going to behave today. Right. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable, but, um, but you know, Ryan, that's his game. And, um, you know, that's what gets him, uh, energized. It gives him the, the energy that he needs to go out there and, and play at a high level. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes, and Ryle will be the first to tell you, you know, we talk about technique and, hey, you know, if you this and, and, and he gets it. And there's sometimes that, you know, he wants to go out there and, and really get after somebody. And sometimes that technique might go a little bit array, you know. Um, but uh, otherwise, I think Ryan is uh, – um, he has played really well. He's like I said, he's a physical guy. He handles all our IDs for us. He puts everybody on the same page. Um, and he's done, I think, a really good job working with Tom, just being, you know, on the same, hey, what Tom wants, you know, where we when we go into a game plan, what are we trying to accomplish? You know, that type of thing, because there is some obviously a, a good amount of communication that him and Tom have to have on the field, um, that part of it. So I think Ryan's done a, a really good job with that. When it comes to um, run blocking in particular, we've seen Rojo has had a great year. Um, what have you felt like just overall has been the success that you guys have been able to have with him? And what kind of style of running back is he in terms of what that can do for you guys, even in, in the way you block and open things up for him? Well, I, I think the one thing, you, you know, um, Rojo runs hard. I mean, he runs downhill. Um, he is a physical back. Um, and, you know, for us, the biggest thing we have to do is is just keep trying to move the line of scrimmage um, for them. And, you know, we keep, you know, preaching about, hey, play on their grass, play on the other side of the line of scrimmage, you know, whatever the scheme might be. Um, and if we do that, you know, Roe is going to hit a hole, you know. Um, and, you know, the great thing about him is, you know, you go back and you look at how many um, – tackles arm tackles that he's broken guys trying to go and you know um and he runs through them you know and he is a guy that you know maybe he might miss a cut but it's because he is playing downhill it's not from tippy toe and going through the line of scrimmage or anything like that so I think the guys up front appreciate that you know um you know because no different you know we miss our blocks don't get me wrong and backs miss their cuts quarterbacks miss throws receivers drop balls I mean it's that's why you play the game and um you know but uh from that standpoint I think that's what Roe really does for us um and it, and I think as an old lineman you appreciate that mentality of him running hard we're talking offensive line coach Joe Gilbert and you guys going against uh our you know our D-line our outside linebackers our inside linebackers all those guys in, in training camp and then just watching them these games um just tell us a little bit about what you've been impressed by in terms of our defense and, and what it would be like if you were trying to be an offensive line coach game planning against our defense. 
I, I'm glad I don't because uh, Todd does an amazing job um, with those blitz packages, you know, week in and week out. I mean, if, and I look at other teams schematically and, and trying to get ready for teams coming up, you know, week in and see what they do. And I, I would not want to have to go back and look at all the different things that Todd presents um, issues, you know, for for upcoming opponents and uh, from that standpoint. So I think uh, Todd and the defensive staff do a hell of a job uh, doing that part of it. Um, and then obviously, you know, you add the players uh, on there, you know, where you okay, you got to block JPP, you got to block Shaq, you got to block Sue, you know, you got Devin, you got Levante. I mean, it's so, you know, you start going Will Golston. So you got all these guys that you're like, okay, you can only double so many. You can only chip so many guys, you know. Um, somebody has to block somebody one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, eventually you sit there and say, okay, who's that going to be? And you just hope hope like hell they can hold up, you know, through a course of a game. And, you know, you look back at this past game, and I don't know, what do we have, over five sacks or whatever, I think, or, you know, something six and so like I said you know they can only chip so many guys you know and someone's not someone's coming free you know and um you know and it was great to see I know uh Pat got a sack you know so they're probably trying to turn the protection trying to block Shaq or JPP or Sue and then all of a sudden you know Pat who's got a motor that doesn't stop ends up coming up with a sack you know just because he works hard and keeps keeps after it so um you know from that standpoint I just you know and that's the one thing going into you know, against Todd in camp, every day there was something different, you know. So it was, you know, and you don't, you just go and you hopefully your rules take care of it. And then all of a sudden you see something, you're like, ooh, we got to change that, <laughs> you know. So um, so it, it's a challenge for, I think, for teams when they go against our guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Congrats on that win against the Vikings and good luck against Atlanta this week. Casey, thank you and have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. You as well. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians and offensive line coach Joe Gilbert brought to you by Advent Health. We'll see you next week. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Life is a journey filled with small steps and giant victories. So when you need emergency care, preventative care, virtual care, or specialized care, care that is life-saving or life-changing, Advent Health is here with nationally recognized care and a connected network of convenient locations. We're here to help you feel whole. Advent Health is the exclusive hospital of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Find care at yourcareyournetwork.com. To beat your opponent, you've got to know your opponent. Once you understand their weaknesses, you can create the best strategy to win. It's what Moffitt Cancer Center does every day, using research to uncover smarter ways to defeat cancer. Moffitt thinks and acts differently, innovating breakthroughs like CAR T-cell therapy that no one else in Tampa can offer. Learn more about their game-changing research at Moffitt.org. Moffitt Cancer Center, proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Bucks fans, although most of you can't cheer on the Bucks at the stadium this season, Frontier Communications wanted to thank you for showing your continued support, even from your home. As a thank you, Frontier wanted to reward you with a chance to win a Bucks jersey or your own private suite for the Bucks January 3rd game, plus a $500 home electronics gift card. Just go to Buccaneers.com slash Frontier Ultimate Game Day and upload a photo of your game day home viewing setup. It's that simple. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Hi, I'm David Moss from Moss Nissan, where we have three good locations to better serve you, and I hope you're enjoying the coach's show. 
At Moss Nissan, we know you have many choices when it comes to purchasing your next new or quality pre-owned vehicle, such as where to buy, what to buy, and who to buy from. That's why at Moss Nissan, our goal is to never lose your business over price with our best deal guarantee. That's right, our best deal guarantee. Moss Nissan, three great locations. Moss Nissan, choose wisely. Your kids mean everything. At Johns Hopkins All Children's, we're ready to care for them. For vaccinations or wellness checks, for healing a little hurt or a big one. Johns Hopkins All Children's. When you need us, we're here. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians has been brought to you by Advent Health. With award-winning care and a network of convenient locations, Advent Health is here to help you feel whole. Learn more at yourcareyournetwork.com. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio, 95.3 WDAE and AM620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best box coverage. The SEC Football Championship game is coming. Turns on the afterburners. Touchdown! Saturday, December 19th, when the Alabama Crimson Tide and Florida Gators meet in Atlanta for a shot at the SEC crown. Coverage begins at 7.30 on your home for the SEC championship. 95.3 WDAE and AM 620.